adults are being held on $1 million bond in connection. with the deadly gunfire at the Chiefs' Super Bowl celebration. Both are facing second-degree murder and other gun-related charges. Prosecutors say one of the men was involved in an argument and drew a handgun. They say others did the same, including the second man who's under arrest. Two juveniles are also in custody. Popular DJ and mother was fatally shot at the event. 22 others, including children, were hurt. Man. Another sports books, another unfortunate incident has taken place in our society where we have people who don't seem to understand it's okay to walk away. Let me say that again as a lesson to any of the youth. Folks that watch this, that listen and watch the show, whether it's on podcasts or you go to YouTube, and we've been a little bit busy, so we haven't. I apologize for not giving you guys a little bit more frequent shows. Just been busy; it's a lot of work to put together these shows. I'm the only one producing these shows, and so um, it takes a lot of work and energy sometimes to do them. But it's still a pleasure, you know, when you get a chance to do it. But unfortunately. You know, the NFL season has come to an end, but some people have lost their lives. And so I first want to start the show by giving condolences to those folks that have lost someone off of someone's foolishness. Because you can't walk away, now you've got a new place to stay. <clears throat> and that's uh, correctional facilities that you'll be spending a great deal of your time because you couldn't just walk away. And you're out there with a handgun celebrating a Super Bowl championship, a parade. I, I don't even understand why you have a handgun at this parade. Like, what is the purpose of that? I don't know where the whether metal detectors or anything else, but I feel like that should have been done. So condolences again to um, the folks that have lost their lives. The 22-plus kids and, and, and parents that were injured, you know, big shout-out to Patrick Mahomes and, and some of the other civilians that were there to help aid and protect these kids and, and stop the shooting from being even worse. The, the citizens that got together and attacked the shooters. And luckily, I say this in, you know, in, in lieu of obviously what we thought it was initially, like we – the one thing we didn't want to hear about was another mass shooting, right? So this apparently was an argument that went wrong and people just not knowing how to chill, so to speak. So I don't know what you're arguing about. Like you, your team just won the Super Bowl. Like what are we arguing about? You're Super Bowl champions yet again, back to back. You're the only what the third or fourth team that's done that in you know when we think about the history of of some of the sports and franchises is this is a team you guys won the super bowl in terms of i guess what winning three championships in a i believe it's a five-year period of time it's the chiefs i believe it was the steelers who obviously won four um the cowboys and i'm trying to forget if it was the what was it the patriots i believe was probably the other team that won so 
in any event, we're going to get back to the show. But again, we wanted to have condolences to those folks that lost their lives, the heroes that have stepped up. And this is Sports Bucks with Steve. And you guys know what time it is. We're back ready and ready to rock, ready to roll. So even though the season is over, here we go. Sports Bucks with Steve takes a deeper dive into the world of sports and the impact of money, fan debates, current sporting news, and offers financial tips. Coach Steve is a certified financial fiduciary and wealth coach who specializes in retirement income tax-free strategies for individuals and business owners throughout the country. So once again, my friend, we are back. Sports Bucks with Steve. And this show <laughs> is... I was wrestling around with a few different ideas, but this show is, it's almost the Avengers theme. And what I mean by that is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are the new version of the New England Patriots. I said Avengers, what I also mean is this. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, especially Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> seems to be the guy that has collected the Infinity Stones. When he leaves all, he's almost there, right? How many Infinity Stones were there? I don't remember. How many Infinity Stones? At least, I don't know. What was it, four, five Infinity Stones? I can't remember. Forgive me, guys. But what we know is this. What we know is this. Patrick Mahomes has become like Thanos. And what does Thanos say? Courtesy of Disney and Marvel University. This is what Thanos says. Thanos is inevitable. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid apparently are inevitable. <laughs> For those of you who might have been sleeping on the rock, <clears throat> excuse me. If you're not aware, the Kansas City Chiefs have won back-to-back -back Super Bowl championships um, and are now inevitable. And so back-to-back -back championships won the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers yet again, this time in overtime, 25 to 22, the Chiefs repeat. I told people before the game, even during the course of a season, 
I was telling people, do not sleep on the Chiefs. And when the playoffs started, I just had this sneaky suspicion with this new relationship with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Listen, I'm not going to say the NFL is fixed. I'm not going to say, but I'll say that there's just some irony and a lot of coincidences that take place. And I'll just say that it's amazing when I find out that in three straight Super Bowls, the Chiefs have not had one offensive holding penalty. I remember hearing Nick Bosa, a young man who I coached down in South Florida, say that the Chiefs get away with a lot of holding. Well, we did see that in the Super Bowl, and a lot of Niners fans have been crying. And Amazingly, though, they cried about not getting holding calls. But when Cowboy fans were saying that Micah Parson hadn't got a holding call, at, at one point it was like 10 weeks in a row he hadn't had a holding call called. And we're watching him get egregiously being held. But when we said something about Micah getting held, we were crying. And at some point in time, listen, folks, if something is happening and you see it, because you don't like someone or don't like a team, you're just going to put your head in the sand. Were the 49ers got players being held? Absolutely. I saw it several times. However, I don't want to hear the 49ers complain about calls because what do we know about the 49ers? The Chiefs are the new version of the Patriots. The 49ers are the new version of the Buffalo Bills. L, L, L. Lose, lose, lose. And here's something that, I don't know if you're going to be able to see my screen, but this is a scary, sad fact for 49er fans across the country. Let me show you something. I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but let me let me just see if I can let you guys see. Oh, that's actually not going to work. I, I, it's, it's a, let me see. Uh, let me check this out. Yeah, let me share something with you guys. I want to share you this look. Look at this note. Look at this. Cal Shanahan, in his last three appearances in the Super Bowl, as either the coach or the offensive coordinator, blew a 25-point lead in Super Bowl 51. We all know about Brady and the 28-3 comeback by the Patriots. Well, Cal Shanahan, as the offensive coordinator, decided not to run the football. He stopped giving the ball to, sit to uh, Christian McCaffrey, CMC, early in that game. And when he decided to give it back to him, McCaffrey was being somewhat effective. He ended up, Christian McCaffrey, CMC, finished with 160 total yards of scrimmage. He did have that fumble early in the game, but that's your best player, by the way. And what Cam Jarrell Newton said is factual about Purdy being a pretty good game manager. He's a game manager. He's not a bad football player. He's a pretty good football player. He's an incredible story. But Cal Shanahan somehow stopped running the football. And I'm like, what are you doing? Same thing he did when the Falcons were up 28 to 3. He's running plays in that game. I'm watching the Super Bowl saying, Are you trying to lose? With 20 some seconds left 
on the play clock, and you're up by 25 in the second half. Like, what are we doing? This is what makes people start wondering, is the NFL rigged? Is there something going on? Because what are you doing running plays with 20-some seconds still on the play clock, and you're winning by several touchdowns? We can go back to Dan Campbell and what he did against the 49ers. It almost looked like he was trying to lose the game. By going forward, not kicking a field goal when he had a chance, and you're up by, you could go up by three scores, by 17 on the road in the 49ers, and he blew that game. Not the Lions. He blew it, being too aggressive, not knowing he hadn't learned his lesson when he played Dallas. So like Dan Campbell, though, I think he's a good coach. I think he inspires men. But he made some bad decisions, which cost his team a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan, who everybody swears is a genius, did the same thing with his play calling against the Chiefs. You had a chance to really put your foot down on the Chiefs' neck when you're up 10-0. And, and he started throwing the football all over the place. Were you trying to make Brock Purdy the MVP, Cal? He's a game manager. He's a good football player, but he's a game manager. He's not a generational guy. He's not a Lamar Jackson. He's not Cam Newton. He's not John Elway. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He is not Patrick Mahomes. That's generational guys. He's not Brett Favre. These are generational guys. Troy Aikman was a game manager, by the way. And I'm a Cowboy fan. He was a game manager. Tony Romo had more talent throwing the football than Troy Aikman did. Roger, Star Roger Starbeck was a game changer. There's levels, there's differences. Dak Prescott, yeah, somewhere in the middle. Game manager, game, I don't know if he's a game changer. He hasn't proven that enough. I think he has stretches and opportunities where he shows you he can be that, but he just got to get more consistent. We'll get on that in a minute. But Cal Shannon also blew a 10-point lead in Super Bowl 54 when they were up 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter against the Chiefs. Then he turned around and did the same thing in Super Bowl 58 to lose that game to the 49ers. So this note, and this is by James Nagel, who says it's time to call Shanahan and the 49ers exactly what they are, the biggest choke artist in NFL history. Now, I don't know about that, but I do know that they blew that lead, and they blew an opportunity to knock out Patrick Mahomes when you had him. Let me bring in a couple of my 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 um I gotta bring in some I gotta pay some bills, guys. So I need to bring in a couple of my commercial sponsors. Uh this is the tax doctor. You got some tax problems, please check them out. Uh again, thank you guys again for always listening to the show. We got some more stuff to talk about. Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. He's not he's he's Thanos right now. And until we find an Iron Man, I think he's retired. Uh he may be winning more and more rings. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. 
So they called this company they heard on the radio called the Tax Doctor. And the Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. Call 800-268-1055. That's 800-268-1055. 800-268-1055. Your children need sleep for proper development, and sleeping disorders like snoring or sleep apnea may be robbing them of the rest they deserve. At Genesis Family Dentistry, Dr. Stacy Alston not only provides the finest dental care, but free screenings to identify airway issues, too. And your children can get screened for more issues, such as teeth grinding, thumb sucking, tongue ties, and more. Contact Genesis Family Dentistry, 980-292-8299. Online at genesisfamilydentistrync.com. Looking to protect your legacy and leave your family in solid financial health by establishing a living will or trust, but you're not sure where to start? At Big Wealth Partners, you can get comprehensive, budget-friendly wills and trust planning. Thanks to the powerful Estate Guru software, you get access to the attorneys you need anywhere in the nation. Wills and trust planning starts as low as $699, but with the promo code hashtag sportsbucks, you'll get $100 off regular fees. Get started at BigWealthPartners.com. And just like that, you got to rock with it a little bit. Oh. One more time. <clears throat> Woo! One more time. Four bucks. <laughs> All right, DJ, cut it, cut it. Listen, once again, now we've talked about Obviously, the NFL season has come to an end. I mentioned earlier about, you know, the NFL and some people concerned about if it's there's some conspiracy, there's some things going on. And I'll say that, first of all, the word conspiracy theory was created by a certain organization that has three letters. And that is typically to put you back to sleep, to not investigate or look at anything that might go against the mainstream narrative so that's an important thing to understand so are there some things that make you go hmm that's suspicious when it comes to what we see absolutely it absolutely does but it is what it is is what i will tell you but i told people the kansas city chiefs having this newfound fan base and that was evident when you watch the nfl's postseason planning where didn't they put the game on what was it on peacock only or yeah it was on peacock a playoff game and that was the game where you actually had to subscribe in order to watch the chiefs play the dolphins hmm. why was it the chiefs and not some other team that they put in that particular slot that you had to pay to watch that. You want to know why? Because the NFL is big business. And Taylor Swift 
leading up to the Super Bowl, her new fan, her fan base, the Swifties, who are now become fans of the NFL, who may have not been fans previously, become part of the Chiefs Nation, brought over over $330 million of new revenue. That we don't even know what that meant for that particular game for Peacock, as far as new subscribers who wanted to watch that suit that game with the Chiefs and the Dolphins. And we knew that she would be there. Come on. And when she got to the Super Bowl, you know what kind of revenue that probably brought having her there again? <clears throat> I would estimate that the NFL has probably seen close to a half a million half a billion or more in revenue from Taylor Swift's involvement with Travis Kelsey and therefore the Chiefs, which that Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the 49ers, along with the hmm, new fan base, that particular game, by the way, was the most watched television event i believe in history chiefs versus the 49ers it didn't hurt that you had taylor swift a megastar and you had uh uh a, a defending super bowl champion versus another one of the blue buds uh one of mount rushmore's four nfl franchises that i would say would be the cowboys steelers 49ers and probably packers as far as um you know, history, Super Bowls, fan bases, pedigree, all of the things that you look for. Some can make an argument and say maybe it's not the Packers, maybe it's the Patriots, maybe it's the Giants. But in any event, you guys get the point that this was the most watched event, at least sporting event that I know of in the history of television. But it also didn't hurt that Usher, always that one person that will always have you your heart you got that my boo my oh my oh my oh <laughs> that's what everybody was saying well, Usher was grabbing <laughs> on alicia keys i was like oh my oh my oh my oh but <laughs> maybe whoa that's that man's wife but this is this is didn't have a problem with what he what we saw so it is what it is performing wink wink so in any event super bowl most watched, talked about, discussed, all of those things. However, let's get to beyond the Chiefs. Let's look at the rest of the Super Bowl or the NFL season as this sort of a recap. Well, I'm going to say this. I told everyone, and it's it's been noted, and you can check the history, Facebook, and everything else. Not only did I know the Chiefs would beat the Dolphins, because the Dolphins, cannot win in degree and weather that's below 30 degrees they're not going to win but i also told people that the chiefs would beat the bills by three they won by three i'm from baltimore so i support the cowboys and if not the cowboys i'm rocking with my hometown ravens i knew and i told all my friends and family chiefs are going to win not because they were the better football team but because of Patrick Mahomes and some of the other factors that I thought would be interesting. You don't get that close to having Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs with Taylor Swift and the Swift Nation 
going to the Super Bowl or you want Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Anyway, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs got that done. And I also picked them to repeat beating the 49ers because of Patrick Mahomes. And Cal Shanahan. So, so here's what I'm putting a ribbon on the season. Once again, us Cowboy fans have to deal with disappointment. And this has been why I probably haven't done a show in a little while because it's just, once again, they find a way to let you down. I don't, it, it just blows your mind how this team can have nine first and second all pros, not just pro, all pros. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm a, I'm a spiritual guy. I study, I'm, I'm actually a pastor, so I study the scriptures the way it's supposed to be. And I'm not going to get into all that, but, you know, there's some Hebraic foundations that you must understand the, the Bible through because um, that's who the, the covenant was with. Um, and then, it, you know, anybody, Gentiles, whatever. So I will say that when I'm watching football, I get certain feelings, right? And my feeling was when I saw the Cowboys were going to be playing against the Green Bay Packers, I got nervous instantly. Not because the Packers are a better football team, but because Dallas has a problem when the Green Bay Packers show up for the playoffs, at least this generation, because we Emmett and them didn't have this problem. Troy Aikman and Emmett and Mike, we didn't have they didn't have that problem with Green Bay or San Francisco, really. Right? But Green Bay and San Francisco are Dallas's kryptonite, Iron Man. Right? They're the they're that's who stops us from getting to the next level. But I don't really think it's just those franchises know how to, first of all, Mike McCarthy, when he goes up against, and Dan Quinn, when he goes up against the Cal Shanahan and the rest of that tree, he loses. So Jerry Jones keeps Mike McCarthy in spite of some historical evidence that says he can't beat that guy even though Shanahan will beat himself if you let him. He can't beat Kyle, um, Matt LaFleur, LaFleur. He can't beat They come from the same tree they know him. Dan Quinn, they outcoach him. And what Dan Quinn did as a defensive coordinator against the Green Bay Packers was football malpractice. Malpractice, what he allowed. So, so, so much so, here is a quote from, uh, where is he? Jordan Love, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Look at what he says. Look at this quote. I'm not trying to talk smack, but y'all linebackers, I think you had a DB, defensive back, playing linebacker. Jordan Love on how the Packers defeated the Cowboys in the playoffs. And guess what? That was all because of Dan Quinn refusing to put beef. They cut the guy, McC what was his name, McLean. And I saw him on the field. They just take him off the field to insist on playing guys 
Marquise Bell, who I think is going to be a really good safety, but you got him playing linebacker. He's not a linebacker. Damone Clark is an okay linebacker. He doesn't have enough size, and his reaction is a little slower. And guess what? Leighton Vander Esch is not the answer because Leighton Vander Esch is making tackles seven yards down the field when you need him making a tackle at the line of scrimmage. And his neck injury, I wish him the best of luck. He's a new Sean Lee. And he came what – is, what is Dallas' affinity with going and getting injured players? And they, it's like they don't learn their mistake. The, the coaching staff, they don't learn their lesson. You relied on LVE who had a neck injury at Boise State. Boise State is not exactly the SEC or the Big Ten or the ACC for that matter. So why are you going after LVE? He was your first. He's a good player. You could have probably gotten somebody who was better in that same draft. And why do we keep drafting Michigan players? Why? We didn't learn a lesson from Charlton. Uh, Taco Charlton. Taco Tuesday. Because that's the only time you saw him play was in practice. Because on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, he's nowhere to be found. And now he's out of the league. So what is it, this affinity? Tony Pollard was not a shell of himself until towards the end of the season. He started coming on. That play against the Dolphins where all he has to do is hit the corner and inexplicably he turns it inside at the one-yard line and can't run through the defender was stamped, sealed, he's done. Put a Stick a fork in I was off the top when I saw him do that. Oh, and Michael Gallup. Do I do I need to explain to you? He came off of an injury and was a shell of himself, but you gave him the money instead of Amari Cooper. This is self-sabotaging. Dan Quinn, we're a man defense. He goes zoom against the Green Bay Packers. His response, his answer, well, we were trying to protect Gilly because he had hurt his shoulder. What? That's why you have safety help, Dan. Over the top safety help. This is why people start wondering, are you trying to win? And it makes you question the Cowboys and culture. Their culture. Let me play something for you because I want to play you this interview from not my favorite guy, but I thought he was dead on when Demarcus Lewis said, "Eyes tied, boss." When only when he was on first take, I we I was tied, boss. Reason why we couldn't win. What? You're tired? Are you serious, brother? That was a tired excuse. Are you telling me that you were too tired to play football? You young men, listen to this. Tired, tired legs. Man, it's the playoffs, dog. Everybody's tired. Everybody. Everybody is tired, but it's winter go home. Give a damn that your legs is tired. Sit in the cold tub some more. I don't care what you got to do. Get an IV, whatever you got to do. It is the playoffs. If the goal is to win a championship, you got to have success in the postseason. I don't want to hear the excuse about you being tired. But you know what, F? This is what I talked about when they stayed with Mike McCarthy. I talked about the culture. And people think culture is some catch-all and that it's not really anything tangible and people just 
use it to explain things they don't understand. But that is an example of the culture. When players are giving those types of excuses and, and when you're doing a post-mortem on their season, we're, we're weeks removed from when you got beat by the Green Bay Packers. And that's what you got? We were tired? We were burnt out? No, man. No, man. Even if that's true, yeah. you don't admit something like that. And if that is the case, then you talk about it in terms of how we've got to get this fixed. This can't happen again. That's not what I heard. That's infuriating. It's disrespectful to the game of football. You work all year long to have an opportunity to compete for a championship, and you're one of 14 teams left standing at the end. And you tired? And you burnt out? Because it was a long regular season, you can't be mentally locked in? You can't be ready to go from the opening kickoff? What the hell is wrong with you? And that's one of the team leaders. Tank Lawrence is one of the team leaders. And that's what he's saying. That that's was... an embarrassment to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm embarrassed for him. I'm embarrassed that I used to play for him. Because that's what it is. That's what it is now. Ain't no way in hell they're anywhere close to winning a championship. I don't give a damn what the roster looks like. They're, they're not close. Listen, I cannot agree more than what Canty said in that interview. That the passion. The passion that he speaks with, that he speaks toward that too, that I, I can't, I couldn't agree any more than that. And so it's very well said. And I'm going to let you hear another guy who I don't always agree with, but he's a Hall of Fame uh, football player, and he gets, he understands what it takes to win in the NFL at a high level. Culture. Now they do ask Michael Parsons. I may play it. I may not even play it. I don't. I don't even know if I want to play it now. But it was an interview. He said what he needs, what the Cowboys are going to need is a big linebacker. Duh, you're playing safeties. A big body linebacker and a big monster up front in that D-tackle position that's going to help you win games. Which is what Dan Quinn apparently wanted Mozzie Smith to go on a swim fast. Not understanding the daggone assignment, man. And this is why people are, when we start thinking, are these guys serious? Like, you were 16 and 0 at home. Hadn't lost a playoff game at home. Then you allow a 9 and 8 Green Bay Packers team, the seventh seed, with a first year starter at quarterback. He wasn't a rookie guy, so people stopped saying that. To come in and embarrass you. And we're going to blame Dak for everything, of course. But Dak did not play defense. Dak did not give up 41 points. And I'm going to make a point about that after this video. Uh, where Shannon Sharp is talking about this situation. But check this out. He is the coach. He's the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, the position. He's talking about Jerry Jones. This is what he's allowed to happen. You're, when Jimmy was there, you actually think somebody would have ever uttered, I'm tired. Absolutely not. The problem is, is that Jerry has allowed this to happen, go on for far too long. I'm not excusing the players because at the end of the day, you're responsible for what happens on that field. But Jerry has allowed this. He doesn't put a coach in place. He doesn't put people in place that can hold the players accountable. And what I've known, if players, if you don't hold them accountable, more times than not, they're going to do what the Cowboys have been doing over the last 25 plus years. My answer to this question, Shannon, is they should have hired Bill Belichick.
This is exactly what I was talking about. It's not just that he's a six-time champion as a head coach, a two-time champion as a coordinator, a person that as a head coach went to nine Super Bowls. It's the Patriot mystique during all of those years of success. Whether they were winning the Super Bowl, whether they went to 10 seasons without winning the Super Bowl or whatever, you heard about the Patriot way. And we knew what that meant, the Belichick way. Because even though he had a superstar who would ultimately be known as the greatest of all time and Tom Brady, it was clear who was running football operations. It was clear right. that if you did anything inside that locker room that was not liked or was frowned upon by Bill Belichick, something's going to happen to you. Everybody understood it. You knew Robert Kraft was the owner. You knew that the buck stopped with him. But you also knew that when it came to inside that locker room, there was one voice. See, Bob, Robert Kraft might have something to say when it comes to finances, when it comes to contractual negotiations, etc. But the football portion of it, inside that locker room, how you walked, how you talked, how you act, how you chirped, what you said to the media, what you didn't say to the media, how you conducted yourself. Oh, no, no, no. That was one voice right there. That was one. Yeah, that person sure. was Bill Belichick. Now, I am not necessarily a fan of – I was not a fan of hiring Bill Belichick. Um, I, I, I don't – I wasn't necessarily a fan of that idea um, because I think that Bill Belichick's time – has come and gone. I also think that Tom Brady was the Patriot way. It was, that's been clear. Belichick's team has underperformed and he's built a bad roster that he would have inherited a much better roster with Dallas, but I don't think he, he, his way would have worked. What I would have liked to have seen Dallas do is try to find a young defensive coordinator off OC and bring that guy in because another thing that I that people don't realize, and this is almost like the NFL's losing quarterback of the Super Bowl has not gone back to win it, by the way, in a very, very, very long time. This is year after year. If you lost the Super Bowl, um, you didn't come back the following season and win. Now, Patrick Mahomes lost one of those years, but he didn't come back the next year and I think and win, win the Super Bowl. Um, and so all these other guys have lost, 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 and not won the Super Bowl. So, but I'll say that one of the things I want to point out also when you look at the Dallas Cowboys and why I thought they should have gone, I think I was interested. Who would I, I, I knew uh, Harbaugh was probably a foregone conclusion to go to the Chargers. So I didn't think that was going to happen, even though I would have wanted or preferred him. Um, I wasn't sure about the guy in Tennessee. Uh, if he would work Vrabel or not, but it was, it was, those are the guys I was leaning towards if we could do anything, but it wasn't bringing back Mike McCarthy, who here's a note to, for folks who don't understand a winning Super Bowl coach has never, never gone to a new organization and won a Super Bowl. They've been back, but they've never won the Super Bowl. So you're fighting with history is the problem that I have with hiring some of these guys. Historically, they've never won a Super Bowl at a different franchise. It just doesn't happen. And so that's what my issue was when it came to even hiring Mike McCarthy in the first place. You had to get rid of Jason the Clapper Garrett because 
it is what it is. That's Mr. Mediocrity himself. But I was not crazy about hiring Mike McCarthy, and now we know why. And so Dallas will run it back, get the fan base all overly excited, and then do what they ultimately do, come up short, because the culture is the problem. Let me play you one little quick, uh, want to keep my sponsors happy. It's a bird! It's a plane! No, it's Super Roth! Okay, a gimmicky opening for a commercial about Super Roth Universal Life Insurance, but I'm sure it got your attention. Now, what is a Super Roth, you ask? It's a permanent indexed universal life insurance that's totally liquid and easily accessible once it matures, can be used to supplement retirement savings or a death benefit, or both, has no income or contribution limit, has no five-year rule like Roth IRAs, has no 10% penalty for accessing the funds before age 59 and a half. Oh, and the average historical returns are 5 to 7% annually, tax-free. Super Roths also lock in gains, which means you don't lose your money when the market is down. Sounds incredible, right? Sounds super? Super Roths are the way of the future, specifically your future. To see if you qualify for a Super Roth, go online to thesuperroth.com. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for less than a dollar a day. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. For less than a dollar a day with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the home security hotline right now. 855-511-0828. And we're back. And as we take this thing down the home stretch, I did want to see if I could, I want to show you guys some numbers because I've heard people now, there's talks about Dak Prescott and this um, this new potentially $60 million contract, which I think is obviously outrageous. Uh, but guys like Justin Herbert is making $52 million, by the way. Jalen, Jalen Hurts is making $50-something million. Dak Prescott is tied for, I believe, 10th at $40 million a season. And he has a cap hit of $59.5 million, so Dallas has to do something to get that cap number um, under order and, and under control. So Dak is going to get paid. So I know these folks that hate Dak Prescott, and you got all this stuff to say about Dak, but the reality is Dallas is not going to go out and find another franchise quarterback tomorrow. So what are your ideas? You want to just throw Trey Lance, Trey Lance out there at quarterback? Trey Lance couldn't beat out Brock Purdy or even Sam Darnold. He was third straight. So now you want him to, to take the quarterback position from Dak, who just finished second in the MVP vote. You guys don't – there are people out here that just say stuff that's just illogical. Let me explain to you my other point here. I was going to say this earlier. The Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, fantastic. Dak is not Pat. We get that. He's never supposed to have been. Dak is a fourth-round quarterback that has become a franchise quarterback for America's team. There's some other aspects of it, why people don't like him. We, we know we live in a country where there's some, there's some ignorant folks that have a mental illness that's called racism. So they don't like Dak because of, he's black, right? Even though he's biracial, they don't like him. So that's a big component own it to why people don't like Dak Prescott. Let's call a spade a spade. That's what it really is. Some of you don't like him because of that very reason. Some of you are unrealistic and some of you are right because he is two and five in the playoffs. 
But guess what? You don't play defense. You can't play defense. So let me give you an understanding. The Packers ugh, scored 48. One of them was a pick six because Dak is forcing the ball to CD, who was having an emotional breakdown. Don't know what was going on with him in the playoffs. He wasn't right when it was 7-0. I saw it early and said, oh, no, there's something wrong with these guys. Again, it makes you start thinking about, hmm, what's really, really going on, right? I knew early on they were off. That ain't been on all year. All of a sudden, CD Lamb led the league in, cut, in catches this season. Dak Prescott led the NFL in touchdown passes this season. Now, all of a sudden, they're on the wrong page playing at home game where they've been undefeated all season. Hmm, something else he might. In any event, because Dak threw an interception that should have been pass interference, by the way, because the guy interfered with Brandon Cook. My problem with Dak is why are you throwing the ball to Brandon Cook in that tight window with Jair Alexander all over him? The decision to throw the ball to him in that spot was a bad decision. I don't know what it, what happens and why you would force that. But Jay Alexander was there early. He's early a lot, but he gets away with it because of reputation. Anyway, he's a good, great player, but he still gets away with certain things, just like, um, what's my guy from the Dolphins? Get, used to get away with stuff like that. Jalen Ramsey would get away with plays like that early, and they don't call him anything. So here's what I'm going to tell people, though. Back through that interception. But guess what? The defense does not have to allow a touchdown. It wasn't first and goal at the three-yard line. It was in our red zone, but you don't have to allow a touchdown on that drive. So you put 14 on Dak. No, it could have been a field goal you could have held them to. You don't have to let them score. Here's another thing. Aaron Jones. You can't make this stuff up, y'all. Aaron Jones had two rushing touchdowns all season long. I want you to hear me what I just said. Aaron Jones had two rushing touchdowns all season long. Against the Dallas Cowboys, he has three in the same game you cannot make this up every time he plays dallas he has a career game guess what happens the very next week he gets none against the 49ers who were giving up almost five and six yards a carry by the way but he doesn't score you don't have to let him score here's my point let me show you dak prescott's numbers and then i'm going to make my last presentation so to speak getting you to understand why you don't get rid of an MVP who arguably could have been MVP or maybe even should have been MVP because Dak Prescott did not have the one thing that Lamar Jackson had. Guess what that was? A defense. Dallas's defense was predicated on bigger bust. They either get a turnover or you drive down the field. And either have to settle for a field goal or you get a touchdown. If they didn't get a turnover, you could take the ball down the field on the Dallas Cowboy defense because they played safeties in linebackers position. You didn't have the right guys 
on the line of scrimmage, mainly your D tackle, was not getting it done. We love basement shopping for these guys instead of going out and finding you a Chris Jones or what's my man name that plays for the Colts or the guy that plays for the Tennessee Titans. These are, what's his name, Jeffrey Simmons or something like that. These are the tackles we need. We need monsters in the middle that will make people eat. And Dan Quinn, I'm glad you're gone. Why are you playing Micah strictly on the edge in that game when you should have put him back at middle linebacker where he can see the field, read, and react? This is this ain't hard, folks. This is people that's getting paid millions plus dollars to coach in a professional level that can't see the error of their ways. And now he's the head coach for the Washington Commanders. Oh, good luck with that. So this is the stuff I'm talking about. Well, let's take a look at Dak Prescott's numbers as we get ready to wrap this up. Here are Dakota Rain's numbers. Let's take a look. Dak Prescott, 2023. Where are we? Dak Prescott, 2023. Look at this. Ranking among starting quarterbacks. QBR, 72.6. He's second. QB rating, 105.9. Total win probability added, first. Wins over replacement, first. Total EPA, first. EPA play, second. Passing touchdowns, as I said, first with 36. Passing yards, third with 4,500 yards, 4516. YPA, tied for fifth, completion percentage. 69.4. That's first. Touchdown to interception ratio, four to one. That's first. PFF grade, 89.8. Second. On target throw percentage, fifth. Bad throw percentage, second best at 11.4. Drops, 36. The second most. Success rate, 51.5%. Second. BTT, 6%. Tied for first. TWP, second. 2% second, first turnover-worthy plays. That's what that is. 2%. He's second. First downs, 200. First touchdown percentage, second. Number one scoring offense in the NFL at 29.9 points per game. Third down stats, number one EPA play. Offense with the second fewest giveaway. Offense, second and third down percentage. Get out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. You want to get rid of that guy? To get what? This is why you can't listen to overreaction with fans and you cannot listen to the media when they're talking because they're not giving you the truth of what actually it is, man. You can't listen to them because they're just talking. This guy should have been MVP in all reality, but was not because of politics. So, so, and another thing, I want to share you a video, and I think I'm going to play it anyway. I was going to try to make this show short, but because we've been gone for a little while, I need to make it a little longer. Let me explain something to you. Here's the point. Dak Prescott's team lost 48 to 32. He threw for 400 and something yards. A lot of it was empty calories, late stuff. But I am telling you, this was a sabotage 
gained by the coaching staff and the culture, which I keep hearing people blame Jerry Jones as the problem. Shannon Sharp says Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones has succeeded a lot of what his power to Stephen Jones. Stephen Jones is the culprit, folks. Put the blame on the right Jones. It's Stephen Jones is the guy that is mostly running the show nowadays with, within the Jones family operation. It's Stephen Jones. Jerry Jones is a player's owner. Jerry Jones is a generous guy from what we hear and understand. So Micah is talking to Stephen A. Smith about Jerry Jones's generosity and about what the Cowboys, he feels the Cowboys need. Watch this interview, courtesy again of, ah, who cares, Stephen A. Smith Show. This is Super Bowl. Jerry sees me walking out the win. Jerry was at the win. He said, hey, you going to the Super Bowl? I said, yeah, um, I'm going. He said, come come see us. And I was like, hey, you got any extra tickets? You know, I got some homeboys that want to come. Jerry sends me four extra tickets to the Super Bowl suite. Um, and we just sit and talk from before the game until the whole half about players I want to bring in, players I want to be around, who do I need, who do I want to be with, future of our team. Um, and that's just dope to have that type of feedback with an owner that, you know, loves to hear your ideas and what you think and where the team can be. And, you know, Jerry's been, you know, pretty amazing about that with my family and stuff like that. So I've had, had them conversations with him and we spoke for two, three hours just since we were alone. When you told him what you thought the team needed, what did you say? I'm not asking for names. I'm talking about what you alluded to when it comes to culture, personality, et cetera. What specifically were your words to Jerry about what the Dallas Cowboys are missing and what they need? So I told Jerry, I said, look at every team that kind of um, was in that Final Four. Who did they have? San Francisco, Detroit. Okay. Okay. Okay, who did Baltimore have? A great linebacker core, right? Uh, who did San Fran have? Great linebacker core. KC, Bolton, and uh, uh, they came along. I said, we need to get us another, we need to get another bigger linebacker who's going to come down in. And I said, we need to get an, a super 330 nasty interior. Look what, how Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave caused havoc in, you know, um, the last two games. Uh, look at, you know, how um, Ali McNeil, Detroit, and they front with Hutchinson and all them. Um, you know, it's just certain things where I was like, I was pinpointing, we can build in this because we're slim. Like, we have guys, and I think Osa's been great for us. And, uh, you know, but we just need a big old 330, can't move. Because I saw the way Chris Jones affected that Super Bowl, and I was like, my God, like, you need a big boy. Get yeah. fast and clogging up the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Example, right? And and not even just Chris Jones, Mike Pennell. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I think we got a lot of rushers. I think also he could play inside, outside, one of the most versatile uh DTs. And um, you know, when we lost Hank, he's a he's a big dude. Um, but we need to get one of them big old nasty pass rushing, get going. So you heard what Micah said what Dallas needs, and I couldn't 
agree more with what Micah is said about what the Dallas Cowboy needs. But what the Dallas Cowboy also needs is a culture change and a shift that has to come with you've got guys with talent. Micah is a freak athlete. You see him in the All-Star weekend. I mean, MVP, versatile, could jump. He's a freak athlete, right? Tank, you know, Tank is a guy that is a dog. But I think Tank was not trying to throw people under the bus, in fairness to him. But he should have had a better answer if you're going to be on television and say we were tired because that was a tired answer. And at the end of the day, Tank knows what's really happening. You, he he knows you need a guy guy just like what Micah said, another big linebacker, a coach that's not sabotaging you by changing your scheme the week of a game. Who does that? The changing your scheme. He knows that. He also knows that you can't – you've got to have playmakers all over the field and you've got to have a mindset going into that game of we got to have it today. And you watch San Francisco come into Dallas. You watch we go to the. You watch them. They got a certain attitude that they had that they play with. Their coach sabotaged them in the Super Bowl and in the biggest of games. That's what happens. But they do come in with a particular attitude and the nastiness. The Ravens nastiness. The Chiefs nastiness of how they play. Those three teams are going to be competitive year in and year out because it's a cultural and a mindset. That has to come from the players as well as upper management. Culture has to change. And Dallas and our fan base deserves better than what we've been getting. Listen, you know, we can only support a team that you can clearly see trying to win. You see a team year after year performed to the level that the Dallas Cowboys have performed in and Dallas has lost every way imaginable favorite at home favorite to win by seven or more and still lost when they weren't favorite you know they weren't going to win so I need Dak Prescott though to play like those 2023 regular season numbers and to play like he played against Tom Brady at Tampa Bay when they retired the GOAT, when he was incredible. That's the Dallas Cowboys I need. I need CeeDee Lamb to, whatever happened in that playoff game, shut it down, drop it off, get rid of it, and play like he played this past season, going a regular season. We need a free agent. D-tackle, that's a monster somehow. That's what I would be looking at. And trying to draft you a, or, or either D-tackle or linebacker or both, you got to get a game-changing guy to come over. Chris Jones, if you can get him, get him. Or linebacker, Patrick McQueen and some of these other guys, you can get him, get him. And I think at running back, you know, I know a lot of people think Derrick Henry's the answer. I like Derrick Henry. I think he would have been good. But Derrick Henry's had a lot of miles. Um, but Saquon's younger. I kind of like Saquon Barkley, even though, again, he's been injured and he's, he gets injured a lot, but he's been asked to do more with the Giants than he would have to do with Dallas. That's the big difference. And 
Josh Jacobs is another interesting running back, and you pair him with a younger running back on the cheap, that you can get a guy in a fourth or fifth round at running back, and pair him with a guy, a veteran like Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley, who I like those two a little bit more because I believe you have more time with those guys than you'll have with a Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry, would st I'd still be happy, but I don't think he has more than two years uh, in a Dallas Cowboy uh, uniform. So listen. Once again, we appreciate you for standing by and watching our show and supporting us. As always, it's time for us to get out of here. Like I said, this is going to be a little bit longer show because we've been gone for a while. But I so thank all of my sponsors, Genesis Family Dentistry, SuperRoth.com, uh, Figwell Partners, and the uh, affordable revocable trust and wills that we're doing across the country with the promo code SportsBucks. We take another $100 off. We're talking about getting, there, getting you a trust done, folks, for – under $2,500. That's the attorney's fees, software fees, facilitators, all of that combined. And you talk and you take advantage of the couple of discounts we'll give you. It'll probably be under that. It'll be under $2,300. I, I, can, I can assure you. Um, so give us a call, call on that. 1-800-306-5086. 1-800-306-5086. And please don't forget about FordInsuranceGroup.com. The nationwide healthcare plans that are available down to a single business owner, 1099 entrepreneur. They've got plans for you folks across the nation. So if you're hearing our show uh, across the country, you can get affordable healthcare. Disability is a big deal right now with so many things going on. That's also something that I know that Ford Insurance Group specializes in getting your short-term disability plans and your long-term disability plans they have a team that can help you get that done all over the country as, as well don't forget to protect your income i saw i actually ran a quote because I, I mean i work in income planning period uh i ran a quote for a guy who was 42 and salary was 120,000 for a short-term disability it was like 13 and 26 weeks it was less than 80 dollars a month come on y'all that's nothing to protect your money so give us a call you know, 1-800-306-5086. But once again, we so appreciate you for stopping by. And on that note, we'll see you when I see you. Mm -hmm.